Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. So before we start the show today, I just wanted to cover off some cool links I've found this week since the last show with the Imaging Cup winners. Um, the first one being that the um, Microsoft Azure blog actually announced general availability, the mobileservices.net. Um, so anything you're doing around Azure Mobile Services where you've got, like it doesn't have to be a mobile device, it can be standalone web app- applications as well, but where you want that kind of push-pull technology or where you want some data storage that roams across devices, um, that service is available now and it's uh, fully in general availability. There are a lot of scenarios where this makes total sense if you're building mobile device applications that are talking and working with Office 365 APIs and you want that roaming ability across all your mobile devices, for instance. So please go and check that out if you haven't already. Remember, as an Office 365 developer, you've got to really understand what the other tools in your kit bag can be and um, a lot of the Azure platform um, can really help to make your job a lot easier and rather than you rolling your own stuff you can leverage all of these services that are available out of the box. Uh, on that note I'd highly recommend another pod show that um, a good friend Andrew Connell and my actual uh, manager here in the Office 365 developer technical product management team here Chris Johnson actually do on a weekly basis as well called the Microsoft Cloud Show. Um, it's a great show and actually last episode last week they talked about um, where to find all the updates on various things Azure kind of release and announce. So I highly encourage, they've been running for over a year now and they've um, been covering some great topics and there's certainly a lot of overlap with what we're doing here where we're focused purely on Office 365 development right now. The second post there is that we actually announced last week that we now actually have in the service and also in SharePoint on-premises, JSON Lite support um, in the REST SharePoint APIs. Um, So please go and check that out. We have had a few comments about a roadmap um, line item that's in progress um, that will be updated there um, to be essentially it's been released into the into the service in production. And there's also one there which says CSOM batch, which actually in the process of getting renamed because what we mean by that is there will actually be REST batch support um, in the in the RESTful SharePoint API, much like you can do with CSOM. Um, APIs like the JavaScript runtone and the .NET client APIs um, we'll actually be able to do batch with REST the third link there is um, and I seem to be mentioning on every single show Steve Peshka is on absolute blogging fire right now um, he's just launched, or launched a whole series of posts on kind of Cortana and the Cloudtopia stuff I linked in the last week's episode show notes but lo- this week what he's done is he's posted a blog post on developing and deploying multiple SharePoint 2013 provider hosted apps that use a single Azure websites instance which is very very useful so you don't have to have hundreds and hundreds of Azure websites in your Azure um, tenant you can kind of just map a lot of provider hosted apps back to that one Azure website so it's a great real world scenario that Steve Peshka has blocked about this week so thanks again to Steve for all his work there and then um, Shax, who's in the Visual Studio team, posted some more blogs um, around the Office 365 APIs where he's kind of heads down right now building um, and getting ready for general availability of that Office 365 API tooling inside Visual Studio. 
Um, and he's provided some CRUD samples, so some create, read, update, delete samples for the uh, My Files API. Um, so you can go and see those snippets and grab those and use those to kind of go and make calls to Office 365, OneDrive for Business, um, and in the future, OneDrive through that one single API layer inside the Office 365 API um, shipment that we're doing. And then one additional one, because um, we've, we've seen a lot of Shacks and Steve, but I really wanted to include those posts because they have been gold and they've got a lot of click-throughs from where I've tweeted them this week. But the other one that's got a lot of click-throughs has been by um, Victor Willen, who's an MCM um, based in Sweden, top guy. Um, I don't know how he covers all the topics he does. He seems to be an expert in so many things in, in the SharePoint and in the architectural fields. But he did a blog post on using the app-only policy and app principles instead of a username and password combination for some common scenarios. So he's using the app regnu.aspx inside SharePoint, um, either on-premises or in online, which will give you a client ID and a secret that you can then use to call from your applications without necessarily needing a username and password. So I uh, really encourage you to go check out those links uh, this week. And um, yeah, we've got some good shows lined up for the future. This show um, was something that I recorded at Tech Ready about three weeks ago um, with Alex Randall, a top guy in the MCS space here in the States, and um, he's been doing some great work around workflow, and I, I, he'd, he, he had present, well, he just presented, and I just wanted to get him while he was still in his flow, so um, we sat down on a grand piano in the hotel, and um, we had the mic find nice and close based on some feedback I've had here, and I'm hoping that this audio is, is better for you guys this week than it has been in maybe some of the earlier shows that we've shipped. So again, enjoy the show, and um, we want your feedback. Get in that Yammer group. Tell me what sessions you want, who you want me to go and speak to. Um, let, let's make this a two-way conversation with our listeners. Um, we're up to 40,000 unique listeners so far after uh, well, 11 shows. So I'm, um, I'm really excited about the audience we have here, and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm listening to your feedback and getting this stuff out the door. So definitely give me your guidance on what, who you want me to go and interview. So with that... Here's the interview from a few weeks ago on Workflow. Okay, so I'm here for a pod show. We're at Tech Ready. It's uh, Thursday. It feels like we've been running Tech Ready for three weeks now, running around and seeing all these sessions. I've had a good balance of attending sessions and um, and getting to meet a lot of the people in the field. That, um, from my perspective, it's really useful to understand how the field are taking all the information we share and putting it through to the customers. Um, so I'm here with Alex Randall, who actually did a, a workflow session yesterday. Uh, it wasn't NDA, um, but it was really, really, really useful in terms of what it shared. So kind of right, right, grab him because our audience had actually voted that they wanted a workflow session on, on the poll. So uh, thanks very much and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, and you know, how would what what describe yourself? What how would people have maybe bumped into you at conferences? Have you done any public SPCs or anything like that? And what kind of areas keep you excited and, and keep you up at night when you're coding? Sure. Uh, yeah, I just spoke at SharePoint Conference 2014 uh, about workflow <laughs> of all topics. It's a great session there. We're talking about workflow, posting to Twitter, some cool stuff. What keeps me up at night? <laughs> App model, I love it. I'm you know I'm a developer by trade. I'm a C sharp guy. I'm a now a JavaScript guy as well too, and a REST <laughs> API guy now as well. And uh, you know I, I've been doing development for 15 years, and I started with classic ASP even back then, and SQL Server. So it's evolved. SharePoint happened 2013 or 2003. 
and caught the SharePoint bug since then. Yeah. <laughs> and developing all kinds of solutions for customers. So I, I just really love learning all the nooks and crannies of SharePoint development and, you know, pushing the limit of what I, we can do. So that's yeah. what's always fun. And so with yeah. your customers, you're based in the States, you're mainly doing SharePoint stuff or is that bridging into other things now as well? Yeah, it's uh, mainly SharePoint stuff because I work for Microsoft Consulting Services. So, uh, and my customers are generally, you know, federal government agencies, things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's mainly SharePoint focused, but because the app model, now I'm touching Azure, things like that. I'm learning about how that works. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm always Visual Studio, and that's always my friend, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I definitely prefer that over other tools that we kind of push out. They're like designer and different things. Yes. Um, so the, the, the session this week was on workflow. Um, what high level, what were you showing there? What was the, the topic areas you're homing in on? Because there's obviously, there's a lot you can cover around workflow and that was the feedback I gave to my listeners. Like, well, what do you want to hear? But I think what you shared was very, very important. Oh, thanks, yes. I was talking about the scenarios that are, um, I would say the documentation is coming on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not well documented yet. That, that people are asking about that are legitimate things such as... Uh, you know, how do you uh, talk to external systems, um, you know, such as uh, where you have to deal with, uh, you know, custom authentication that's hard to do, yeah, <laughs> things yeah. like that. Um, dealing with how do you trigger workflows from various scenarios from an uh, app for office, for example, from inside Word, PowerPoint, or Excel. Right. Um, pass, you know, initiation parameters. There's all kinds of interesting scenarios like that. As well as uh, just making, um, doing things um, with workflow that's beyond the out-of-the-box activities. Right. You know, such as, uh, you know, when you manipulate permissions, create sites, doing all kinds of extra things that SharePoint APIs let you do. But maybe the out-of-the-box workflow activities, you know, they're a subset of what SharePoint can do. And then there's the... Uh, HTTP send, this is in Visual Studio, this workflow activity that lets you, that's the gateway to the world, right. lets you do anything. So, yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. the, in the session you were showing how you were kind of adding a wrapper layer around that to kind of call out to the SharePoint REST APIs to do all sorts of smart things. Yeah, uh, to make it uh, easier because, um, yeah, there's some interesting things with the REST API uh, that you need to learn, such as when you do a post operation, you got to send an X request digest. There's all this interesting security things you got to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I made a nice kind of reusable component that makes calling SharePoint REST APIs a little easier. And so you've shared that with GitHub. Uh, how long did that take to build that? Oh, uh, I'd say a couple weekends. I mean, it wasn't super hard. Because REST APIs are not that hard once you get used to how they work and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just a custom workflow activity. There's, there's no C-sharp code there. It's all just out-of-the-box activities and, and putting them together. And you've made it work with both the host web and the app web as well, right? Yes. Um, that's an interesting thing, too. So that's talking about apps for SharePoint, right? You have an app web that gets created. And your lists are kind of physically there inside the app web. And, yeah, Workflow uh, kind of, you know, trusts that or runs on that by default, the app web. And there's a trick, I'll say, I'll call it a trick, <laughs> uh, to uh, get to the host web. And it's just say use the cross-domain um, cross REST uh, 
API kind of signature. And, uh, you know, I've, doc- I've documented that a little bit, a little easier for everybody, too, as part of the GitHub thing. But, uh, yeah, there's a way to do stuff on the host web, and, you know, you can, uh, you know, create lists there. You can uh, add data there if you need. All kinds of scenarios open up when you can talk to the host web, too. Right, and, and I think we're seeing more and more, I am, and I think you were saying earlier on, that with the lists and libraries that rather than dropping them in the app web, we're seeing a lot more of them being created in the host web so that they can be accessed, you know, by other apps that are running in that same host. Um, and I, I, I know you mentioned that around the kind of the daisy chaining where one app might be doing one part of the business process, drop a list item into a list in the host web, and then that might trigger another app to, to go. So what kind of things have you seen around kind of people getting smart with understanding the app model and the architecture SharePoint and, and driving those enterprise solutions? Yeah, I would say I think that sharing concept is the most interesting one that people have been doing is you know, you have these apps for SharePoint, they're isolated, right, in their app webs. And you could have many apps for SharePoint, and you may have the need, you want them to kind of talk to each other sometimes or react off each other. And, yes, that host web is kind of that uh, shared place where you can always communicate and talk to each other with things. So uh, that's a pattern people do. Also, uh, just workflow-powered apps for SharePoint is, is a thing that people just haven't really... Uh, you know, looked at as much yet because yeah. they because they always think, oh, it's just running in the app web. Oh, you know, it's isolated. It's kind of different yeah. than you're used to with workflow. But actually, it's not that. I mean, you can, do, you can have full document libraries there. You can have so many lists. I mean, you can do anything you need to do there, plus more because you have full REST APIs. Right. And and so if you have the app web, when you deploy a, a workflow, the list level workflows and the site level workflows. That really means the Excuse me, the app web site doesn't it doesn't mean the host website. Correct, and that's the biggest misconception when yeah. someone makes an app for SharePoint and they see workflow and they just add it to their project. Right. All that stuff is yes, provision to the app web, and yeah. that's where the workflows attached to the list there and right. in the web. And I know uh, Rob Howard, who's in the engineering team. Um, we had Brian on the show the last few weeks. Um, where he talked around uh, SPC, I think he announced that there'd be a way of deploying that workflow to the host web lists and libraries and site host web. Um, it's still in the works. I think we um, we overpromised a little bit there, but it is something that we're working on. I know you've been working very closely with the guys, um, Tim McDonald uh, and those guys, on moving that stuff forward. So I believe that you're asked not to kind of show your approach because there's something more official coming than uh, the pipe around that but that is quite a common thing where you don't want the workflow running in the app web you run it running against data that's being created by the end users in the in in that host web aspect correct yeah um so the other big question i get other than that kind of the app web host web um hoo-ha i think the other aspect is around this kind of sharepoint designer workflows versus visual studio workflows um, tell me a little bit about that. What's your design decisions you go through with your customers on when to use Visual Studio and when to use SharePoint Designer? Yeah, yeah. SharePoint Designer is more the you know real time uh, modification. <laughs> Essentially, you, you you publish immediately; it's live immediately, um, and that's okay. But it, you know, for enterprise purposes, if you're really building a real solution yeah. um, that you can reuse and you know across different site collections and other things um, you know most customers are tending to put it and package it as an app for SharePoint that way you have full control you have 
a full source control on there. You can finally put that in TFS <laughs> or, or, or GitHub or wherever. And, um, you know, it, it's just more the, you have full control over what's going on. You have full control over the lists that are there uh, as a developer. Um, it, it's just, I would say it's just more predictable what's going to happen because when you're on the host web, um, end users can customize the list all day, you know, site owners can, and that breaks workflows, and I've seen that happen a lot yeah, yeah. in the field. So the app web is much more controlled, and I think that's that's the better enterprise kind of solution for developing, you know, any kind of workflow and just advanced workflows in general. There's so many more options there. And, and there was a few questions around uh, the activities that are available in SharePoint Designer and how easy it was to create workflows in SharePoint Designer compared to Visual Studio. But I think there was a few people that after that session were like, Mm, some of those gaps have been filled by the activities you've created, but what's your experience there? Um, I've not done much with SharePoint Designer, so I'm really kind of looking for a bit more depth there of, you know, why do people stick to SharePoint Designer around those activities? Um, well, I can talk about Visual Studio more if that's okay <laughs> in regard to that. You know what else Visual Studio gives with, for the workflow developers? Debugging. Yeah, that's very that true. That is huge. Yeah. Um, Instead of having to write every single thing to the history list, which is all you have with SharePoint Designer, it's like print line, right, <laughs> of what, the heck, what is going on. Uh, Visual Studio lets you set actual breakpoints in the workflow, and uh, that's been huge. Even for me developing these custom activities, it'll step into the custom activities too. Right. And uh, I, I think that's, for development, it just makes you so much more efficient yeah. in Visual Studio just because of that. Awesome. I, I saw the samples you wrote and um, when you demoed them it was great because you had all like the logging to show what was going on through the flow so you know without too much playing with workflow I can feel like I could download your workflow attach it to an app and, and run it and see exactly what was happening so for those that are using workflow and need to have a look at those activities for like calling you did some stuff with Twitter as well didn't you that I think that was an SBC talk you've done as well though right yeah. so um, with that I mean the debugging thing we've talked about the logging and the breakpoints but um, the other side of it is from that perspective of um, the SharePoint 2010 workflows versus SharePoint 2013 workflows you mentioned custom actions like what are the differences there because there's no there, I believe because of the way that 2013 runs now you're not you're running in Azure workflow engine where you can't deploy your managed code to like you used to be able to do inside the old Visual Studio work well not so old Visual Studio but I guess they're old to me it's now in 2010 we call it all yeah <laughs> um, but you used to be able to write that managed code directly into the workflow files, but now you kind of have to remotely call those types of things if you do want to write managed code. So how, how are you tackling that, and what are the, some of the things that customers are finding around it? Yeah, there's a new pattern now. So to do that, because SharePoint 2013 workflows are declarative, all, you know, XAML, XML essentially. So that means, you know... You have uh, C-sharp expressions, which is a little bit of that string manipulation stuff you can do, but it's not the full .NET framework. You can't do everything. So the pattern that you do, which you do get everything, which is awesome, is you create an external uh, you know, web API 2, for example, just an HTTP endpoint with ASP.NET. You host it in Azure or wherever, and... Um, then you can write whatever code you need. And, and the perfect example was Twitter. I needed to do that because the authentication for Twitter required some complex signing and 
you know, and, you know, check some encryption crazy stuff going on in order to say, hey, I'm a real Twitter person and I'm allowed to post a tweet. So to do that, I uh, created an Azure web service, essentially. It's Web API 2 that's just a REST endpoint, accepts some parameters from the workflow, and then passes some things back to the workflow so that workflow can call Twitter successfully. So that's the, the real pattern, how you extend workflow, and you can have the full .NET framework running in that ASP.NET web server sitting there. Yeah. And that's how you extend it. It's, it's, it's a great pattern. It's really cool. One of the questions I had from uh, the Yammer group was, how do you, if you're going to do that approach, so you're going to have that web API sitting there in Azure, how do I lock it so that only my workflow can call that API? Is there any kind of checks and balances you can do so that my web API, if someone did happen to find yeah. it, I can't suddenly like write to Twitter yeah. without going through the workflow as an example, right? Like and my, I know I know you did like the demo. Like my Twitter helper right yeah. now. It's wide open right <laughs> now, yes. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> may, may want to turn that off in Azure I before will. you get in trouble. Yeah. But what, what, is there any approaches you're aware of or you've done with your customers to kind of yeah. satisfy that check? Yeah, there's a couple of things in Azure um, that you can do to say, you know restrict what's going on as well as... Uh, ASP.NET itself, Web API, you can restrict the different IPs, perhaps, or different, uh, you can inspect what um, domain things are coming from. Yeah. There's a lot of tricks you can do to kind of protect it. Um, so customers have done those kinds of things, and that, you know, that's all legit normal, because you don't want people pounding <laughs> your endpoint. Um, so, you know, th- there's lots of tools in the toolbox for that, and and, and I get the keep hearing and hearing and hearing like the web API, web API. And, you know, three or four years ago, it was WCF, WCF, WCF. And every time I tried to build a WCF uh, web service, it was just an absolute pain to get anything configured to talk to it. Now, my experience with web API so far is actually it's been quite easy to then call that. So is that experience there in the workflow to be able to, you know, it's very easy to add that web API endpoint inside your SharePoint workflow? Yeah, Um yeah, web, for me, Web API was a learning curve, too. I was like, oh, I always wanted to learn it. I heard about that. Yeah. It's like, it sounds interesting. And then I understood the reason for it is to make it more control over what you're doing, make it easier to make these kind of endpoints. And to, to be honest, workflow is best suited for JSON-oriented data, first yeah. of all. Web API is really good at that. There's this nice attribute that automatically sends it back as JSON. They have JSON formatters for classes. So I didn't even have to write any code to format it as JSON. Wow, okay. It was just automatic uh, with Web API 2. And it, you end up just writing one you know, C-sharp file, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> it's that simple to make an endpoint, and uh, Visual Studio Tooling helps you start get started with that. And then... Uh, it's very easy. Yeah. So, so when you're writing your SharePoint app with a workflow in it, do you package the Web API as a project within that solution, or do you separate them? Like, what's your approach there? Um, I generally separate it so you can test the Web, web API independently. Yeah. Um, so you can also scale that independently. Say so you have you know so many users hitting that API for other reasons, maybe not just workflow. Then you can use the Azure scaling to scale that out to many instances so it can handle the load. So that's the advantage, I would say, of uh, separating it out just for testability and also for uh, just load and monitoring. Right? Yeah, and um, with the Visual Studio, like going back to the 2010, 2013, 
where you've got customers that have got existing 2010 workflows, what's your recommendation to them? Like, should, should they be upgrading? Should they leave those ones as they are and maybe revisit them? If there are changes, then maybe consider upgrading. Like, what's the kind of the guidance you give customers around that? Yeah, first of all, um, if you're upgrading, this is I, we're talking about on-prem at this point, aren't we? Right. <laughs> Not Office 365. It but does exist. No, I know. <laughs> Let me point that out. But um, So, yeah... It, out of the box, 20, uh, 2010 workflows that you've created in 2010, you know, do migrate and are supported in 2013 after that migration. Um, but any new work, absolutely, you should be looking at 2013 workflow engine um, just because of the scalability and all the flexibility you get now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... I is that simple, really? So, with, with SharePoint Online, can you even create a SharePoint 2010 workflow? Like, if it hasn't got managed code, could you actually go through and create one, or have they kind of hidden that now? Um, it's still in SharePoint Designer, but uh, but the default choice is yeah, 2013. And in Visual Studio, uh, you know, when you look at the default tooling, when you go into apps for SharePoint, you're in 2013 right, workflow so you're anyway. In. You're really locked in, and that's on purpose yeah. because it's just much more reliable and scalable compared to the old workflow. Right, right. That's great. So, so the guidance would be, you know, if you are doing SharePoint Designer workflow, that you should probably be looking at 2013 and, and not rolling back to your comfort zone of 2010 for SharePoint Online. Absolutely. Um, you know what happens, too? Here's a legitimate thing that people find, I guess, with uh, when you go when you're used to developing 2010 workflows and you go to 2013, you know, you have similar activities, you have new activities, you have all these nice looping constructs um, because of workflow foundation. But uh, you also have um, some activities that are maybe not there anymore. However, you have REST APIs, which gives you even more capability than what you had before and this HTTP send activity that lets you call anything in SharePoint. It's really awesome. Depending on your permission level, of course, of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And so when that workflow kicks off, say the 2013 workflow, I've uploaded the document into a SharePoint library um, and it triggers a workflow instance. Um, when, it's, when that workflow calls off to a kind of a remote web API, what, what, how is it impersonation? What is it actually doing? If that remote API called out to SharePoint and, and wrote back to another list... What what authentic what user is that using? Like, what kind of impersonation can you do? Has that changed since kind of 2010? Yeah, it's slightly different because uh, we're talking about Visual Studio created apps for SharePoint, workflow powered apps, workflow inside there. Then you're talking about workflow running on the app web, and by by default, um, you know, the workflow runs as a you know an account that has uh, permission to write to the list in the app web and do all kinds of stuff there. So it, it, by it, it's automatic. You have that. Now, if you're writing the host web and other things, then you will, your app for SharePoint, you have to explicitly set what permissions your app has, such as full control on the web, full control on the site collection, whatever your app needs to do what it needs to do. Like, for instance, to create sites, um, you would need full control on the site collection because that's a site collection level thing you're doing. Yeah. So you have to remember when you're deploying the workflow via an app to make sure you've granted the correct permissions to that app so the workflow can use that, yeah. be granted that, that detail. Or else it'll say unauthorized, pretty right, simple, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And probably won't point you in the direction you need to to find out what, what you're not unauthorized to do, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You have to figure it out. One of the fun, fun, fun games of development. Yeah. 
Um, and and so w- when you were like kind of working this stuff out and jumping from the 2010 to the 2013, what types of things were you, like how you were discovering and learning about this new workflow model? And um, were there any particular bloggers that you used or any particular resources you used to kind of learn um, how to do the workflow? Uh, first of all, um, Darren will smile, but it's dev.office.com was was the key one because that has you know the gateway to the apps for SharePoint itself. And then from inside there, you know, you, you find so much on workflow and MSDN. And that's personally how I learned the best. Yeah. Um, I was using MSDN a lot. And then just physically just really trying the stuff for real. Um, then um, through binging, I will use binging as the term <laughs> searching <laughs> on the Internet, um, I uh, also found, uh, you know, just... Lots of people that have blogged about some of these things, too, about some of the things that are maybe not as well documented yet. And uh, my examples actually help cover some of that, too, about some of the things. Um, you know who else? what other blogs I've looked at in Jeremy Will Smile, the Office <laughs> dev blog? I, I, I do check that out um, just to see it, you know, what's going on, what's new. You know another guy, v- Vesa? Um, Vesa Evening, yeah. Yes. He... Uh, he was instrumental in some of the uh, app model kind of C-sharp area stuff of provisioning right. stuff behind the scenes, making app, app development easier. Um, he didn't necessarily have workflow elements there, and that's right. what I actually plan to contribute yeah, in the yeah, next month definitely. or so. Um, all these kind of learnings and reusable components to make you know, workflow easier and just so you can focus more on what you're trying to solve rather than the mechanics right, right. of calling REST APIs and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I intend to do. It should be fun. And, and so as well as the kind of the GitHub stuff, did you blog at all anywhere and Twitter handles and yada, yada, yada? Like what, where, where can people follow you if they know that you're the go-to from a workflow perspective? Oh, I, I did a little bit um, uh, early on. I kind of stopped recently just because I've been preparing for these demos. Yeah. <laughs> that was all my time. But yeah, I plan to start blogging again. I have an MSDN blog right now. It's just Alex underscore Randall cool. underscore under MSDN. But uh yeah, look for look for more stuff. It's coming. And are you on Twitter or anything like that? Yes, or? I am. It's it's just it, it's just my name. Okay. That's nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we'll have it on the we'll show notes anyway. Show, yeah. yeah right. um, and then, like, I guess, lastly, in terms of um, where Office 365 is going, like, what's your read on where you think you're going to be investing most of your time in learning now with where your customers are going? Like, what areas outside of workflow are you? kind of realizing you've you you need to kind of polish and 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 dig deep into right now azure asp.net um that's the key because uh you know provider hosted apps or you know app for sharepoint provider hosted apps are one of the options of how you create it how you host it um those give you the most flexibility the most power because you have the full net framework there you can use finally use nice asp.net patterns which as SharePoint developers have been kind of out of the out of the game <laughs> in 2010 a little bit because you're just dealing with web parts and it's just a small little area. Yeah. But now, you know, with the app model, it, that stuff's running outside of SharePoint in Azure, starting to learn about all the Azure stuff. So it's very, for a developer, it's very important to understand what's going on in Azure, understand what's going on in ASP.NET, and that can only help your SharePoint development. Right. stuff because you know that that's evolving too 
and it's fast it's really neat yeah i mean i, I must admit the azure guys it amazes me how like every single conference we go to they seem to be announcing like 12 15 things going on all at once right so it's kind of like whoa you know these guys are going to slow down because it's going to be crazy but you know we're, we're in the office space we're doing exactly the same thing so as a developer you know we're hoping that the way that we do these podcasts and the way we share the announcements on blogs.office.com and the Microsoft Virtual Academy training that we do, we'll be able to keep you guys that continually kind of informed on, on where things are going. I think from my perspective this week, um, and obviously they announced it at WPC, um, was around kind of the machine learning stuff in Azure is um, it's pretty exciting. And some of the demos we've seen this week at TechReady um, have been started to get me thinking about how you know th- this has got some real viable um business kind of stories inside the office 365 space as well exactly and hey speaking of workflow you could call that stuff a workflow if it has yeah, rest right. endpoints absolutely yeah, i mean i'm thinking really you know cool. like posting stuff to a document <laughs> library and then triggering machine learning that then goes yeah. and reads the document and makes decisions on you know the document based on those types of things is uh, it's pretty awesome. cool y- yet something else to get to get dug into on the weekends right Exactly. There's just so many options now, I, I guess, just because there's so much there. You know what's fascinating to me, too, this Azure API management. That yeah. thing's pretty interesting, too, because you're talking about these REST endpoints that you're, or these custom ones you're creating, yeah. Web API, too, and there's whole stuff around that that'll secure that, that'll make users have tokens and, you know, right. and, uh, you know, all the balancing and monitoring on your API, which is just... That's just cool. Yeah. Without having to build any of that yourself. So, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the feedback from the field and the community, the external community on those kind of things you've added in GitHub. And, um, you know, I really appreciate the work you did with the engineering team to get that session together this week because total value. I mean, there was a lot of people in that room going, wow, okay, that would have saved me hours of time before so um you know it's people like yourself that really help that kind of make everybody's lives a lot easier so a big thank you from the community um from myself and um are you traveling is there any other conferences people could see you at or i know, I know you travel for work with customers and stuff but do you do is there any other things on on the roadmap right now yeah i may do this uh this unified conference uh, coming yeah, up right. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about workflow whatever we need <laughs> to talk about at the time yeah yeah. Uh, that and uh, I've done SharePoint conference in the past. Love it and uh, and uh, yeah, that's the main ones I like. So the SBC, if someone dug back to Channel Nine, you did a workflow session yeah, at SBC fourteen. Have you done them in the past prior to that too? No, I would say that's my first one. Yeah, cool. Well, I I highly recommend you. I've actually watched it before. Um, um, getting Alex to speak at this one, but it'd be great. You know, check out that Channel Nine video on SPC. Uh, naturally, our tech ready content. Um, is internal only but there will be opportunities where I'm going to be uh, collaring Alex to do some webinar stuff as well around workflow so um, please keep your questions coming around workflow um, and I th- hopefully this has helped you kind of with those common decisions we're hearing around workflow when it comes to um, SharePoint 2013 and, and obviously consuming those things within the app model so a big thanks for taking the time out of your day to do this mate thank you and it's um, been fun I, I I also need to make a shout out to the team that helped me the product group guys they were awesome Tim yeah. McConnell uh, Pauline Chow all those guys were just um, phenomenal and, and they they were telling me about some of these things that weren't documented but I was like well show me the <laughs> how you really call these things and yeah. what they are so yeah. they kind of documented them in email for me and that, yeah. that they were just awesome at, at just helping to get this stuff out yeah. to everybody this is the first step you know of documentation and uh 
and I'm making a lot of it reusable so you can make it easier for to call these things so it's been great so yeah. thank you no, yeah, awesome. I was on those threads <laughs> and it was really cool to see that engagement so um, the next step is to get that stuff into MSDN with our, our UA content publishing team so that's something I'll be working on with the guys next week to make sure we can get that out to the masses in the in the full on documentation but I'm glad that you managed to pick their brains to ask the hard questions and get the, get the answers from them so thank you yeah, it was awesome so thank you it's been fun so um, we're winding up for the day. There's one more session uh, today, which is with Steve Peschka, actually, which um, I finally got to meet Steve. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to get time to get him on the pod show uh, this week, but I'm going to get try and get him up to Redmond in the future. Um, he's doing a Yammer session, so um, I'm interested to see what he's done with Yammer and Windows Phone and Search and a bunch of other bits and pieces in, in an hour and 15 minutes. But uh, if anyone can do it, Steve can. And then we have the party tonight down in Seattle. So um, I think everyone's kind of focused on that. And I'm sure no one will be here in the morning on Friday, but we'll see how we go. I feel bad for those people that have sessions in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that and um, I, I have a session last thing on Friday. Yes. So um, I think I'm going to be talking to myself for an hour and 15 minutes. At least I'll be there. You'll have, <laughs> you'll have one attendee. I'll one attendee. We'll just have a yeah. one-on-one. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Well, thanks very much for your time, mate. And um, I hope the audience has enjoyed this and um, look forward to the feedback on the, uh, the AMA group to get some more questions around Workflow. Yeah, thank you very much. And more stuff's coming. <laughs>